On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The spring tennis season is underway, and both the men and women are off to winning starts and headed to the weekend looking for more success. The women headed to Drury on Saturday, while the men are hosting Washita Baptist on Friday morning in a conference match. Welcome into episode 60 of the JetCast. We are hitting the hard courts today. We will be back on the basketball court in just a moment. Don't worry about that. But we're starting on the tennis court. Yeah, believe it or not, tennis is back for the spring season. The Jets have already played some matches, and both the men and the women are coming off of wins heading into this week. We are joined by the Newman Director of Tennis, Shella Augsburger. So great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, a long break from October to February. How excited are you? How excited were your men and your ladies to get back out on the court, not just for practice, but for some actual matches? Oh, it was good to start early. I know the boys kind of jumped into it because we had a conference match, their very first match. It wasn't planned, but with Augustana coming into the conference and the MIAA, we had to fit them in, and that was the best time that they could get down here. So their first match was a conference match. And it was a 4-3 win for you guys. How did you feel like that match went against? I believe that they are the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yes. I thought it went really well. We played well. Um, It was good to see what we needed to still work on because usually we play some easier teams and it's not as obvious when we play the easier teams what it is we need to against a tougher team. And so that was what I thought was the best thing was that we – as coaches got to see where we need to start working on instead of just waiting another couple weeks before we get into the harder matches. And then it wasn't necessarily a conference match. We may have had that intensity as you brought in an old Heartland Conference rival, the Dallas Baptist Patriots, to play. Uh, your ladies able to knock off the Patriots 5-2. to two. What impressed you the most about that win? Um, yeah, Wade and I are good friends, and we have been since we were in the Heartland. Um, it was nice to get back to playing them. The, the teams are usually about very similar on the women's side. Um, I thought we did a lot better in the couple weeks since we had played Wichita State and Augustana, so I thought they improved a lot. It was, it was a good win. It was a real good win. I think we talked earlier, we had you on in the fall as kind of a preview, look ahead, didn't have any players on. We have got a men's player coming up, Luca Penteado, will be joining us uh, in just a second here on the show, a sophomore from Brazil playing on the men's team. We'll also be joined by Coach Mendel Folafak, a graduate assistant in his first year on the Newman men's basketball team. So that's coming up here in a few minutes on the JetCast. But you mentioned that you, weren't, you didn't feel like you were quite dialed in in the fall in terms of where everybody was going to be playing on the men and women's side? How close do you feel like you are to getting all those knobs twisted in the right spot and getting everybody in the right place so they can you know, help you score the most points to, to get the most wins? Well, we're still figuring that out. And, and in tennis every week, because the, the teams are so similar, I mean, the, the players are so similar in level that I think it's just going to be one of those that whoever's the best six that week is going to play in the lineup. Um, Everybody's fighting for spots. We have two and three players fighting for that sixth spot every time. 
So I think it's re- been really good in practice because everybody's really working hard because they know that's there might be something little that decides whether they play or not play. Um, we're still figuring that out, and it may adjust for the next month, actually, as people get better. And So I really don't know. Who have um, we're been, still up in the air. Who have been the leaders on the men's and women's team, just from a player perspective, trying to get everybody on the same page and, and playing their best? Well, the two captains, we um, – Pedra and Luca, they're the two captains this year. They've really been doing a really good job. Pedra's new, and Luca's only a sophomore, so it's it's a different type of being of captainship, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, is that is that a little unusual? For yeah, your it's team? very unusual. But is that something voted on by the players? Do coaches have a say in that? Um, the well, we were going to do it in the fall, but because we had so many new players, I didn't know what to do. So I just told him we were just going to have you know, just play and everybody could step up if they wanted to. And I wanted to see who would step up. Um, the guys got to say, they told me who they thought they wanted. And then it was up to the coaches to decide. Okay. Um, so, and that's what we decided and they're doing a really good job. Any surprises, maybe not necessarily who has been good, but who is better than you thought that they would be at this point on the men's or women's side. Anybody who has out, uh, surpassed your expectations here in the early going and is trying to build for the future and maybe going to become a factor here quickly if they aren't already. Um, I, I think like all the new players, I, I, you know, I didn't really know because a lot of them are international and we watch film and we talk to them and we look at the records and um, what they have. So most of them are, are a surprise. Like we don't, we really don't know until they get here. Plus a lot of them grow up on clay and sure. playing on hardcourt is different. So it takes them a while to adjust. Absolutely. Um, we brought in Andrea from France, from Italy. Sorry. He's from Italy. Um, we brought him in in January. So he's trying to adjust to the hardcourt, but he's coming along. He's a hard worker and he played in the first lineup, so we'll see how what, he does. What do you, I know that for you know from watching major tennis, you know they always talk about, especially at the French Open, how big of an adjustment it is for American players to go and try to play on clay. It seems like there's a lot of recreational play on clay in this country, but not necessarily a lot of competitive play on clay. Coming the other direction from guys and girls who have grown up playing you know, almost exclusively on clay, what's the biggest adjustment that they have to make when they come over and now have to play on hard courts? Um, I think the speed of the ball. Um, it depends, especially when we're outside or inside. The courts are faster, so them getting ready for the ball to come, they don't have as much time, so they sure. have to get ready earlier. Um, a lot of them use drop shots a lot in the in the clay game. You use that because it's more effective. It's not as effective on a hard court, especially at this level, because people are pretty fast, so sure. they can get to those balls unless it's a really good drop shot with a lot of spin. So um, that's something we work on. They start to realize that they need to drive balls more than um, use their drop shot. But and and different serves are you know more effective on clay than on hard court. So that's usually the biggest adjustment. The women are going to be in action on Saturday and Sunday. All the matches will be host by Drury. They're playing Maryville and Drury, and those will be a 6 p.m. start on Saturday, 11 a.m. start on Sunday for the women's tennis team. How good are Maryville and Drury? What kind of uh, a competition are you expecting on the women's side of the net coming up this weekend? Well, Drury 
is always good. They're always top in their conference. Um, always they they got a pretty solid. good, pretty solid women's athletic program, pretty much oh, top yeah. to bottom. Yeah, they're men's too. The men and women are always solid. They've, we've been going there probably 10 years. Um, they've been very gracious to have us there. Um, so Maryville, I don't know very much about them. We haven't played them in a couple of years since before COVID. We used to go to St. Louis a lot and play them on our, that was one of the teams we played when we went into St. Louis, but we haven't played them in a couple of years. They have a different coach, so haven't really looked at them too much yet, but I will starting tomorrow. Sure. So. Well, well, and the men, they've actually got a conference match coming up. They won their first conference match. We talked about that against Augustana. The MIAA jointly runs men's tennis with the Great American Conference, so some of these teams that you're not used to hearing about, there aren't that many MIAA teams that actually have men's tennis. So at least I think last year, maybe this year, they, they went in and kind of joined with the Great American Conference schools down in Oklahoma and Arkansas. And between all those schools, and then they pulled in Augustana <laughs> from, uh, I think they're from the Northern Sun, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've been trying so. to go D1 for a while and it hasn't worked out. So they're stuck in the Northern Sun. Um, and they've been able to cobble together a conference, which has some pretty good teams in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got Washita Baptist coming up on, on Friday. Day, how good is Washita Baptist? They're always really strong in the in the GAC too. Um, it'll be it'll be tough. They're they're very solid. We had a good match with them last year. Um, we were close, and I think we're stronger and deeper this year. But so are they. So I think it'll be a good match. And I'm looking a, forward to it. And that's going to be a 9:30 a.m. start. It was listed at 10:30 a.m. It's been moved up to 9:30 a.m. And where is that going to be played? I know that that's supposed to be here in Wichita. It'll be inside because it's supposed to be cold. Um, so we'll be at the Genesis Office Sakura. Okay, Genesis Office Sakura. Mm-hmm. If people would like to come out and watch, um, and then final question for you: You have actually got for the men. Uh, I don't know who is in charge of scheduling this, but uh, three matches in three days for mm-hmm. them: Washita Baptist in Wichita on Friday, then make the drive out. They'll get Maryville at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Drury, 11 a.m. on Sunday. So for the men, it is a very busy weekend. I don't know if you've ever done this before, at least not in postseason competition. How did this scheduling come about, and and how do you hope your guys respond? Well, when we were doing this, they said that they wanted to come here, which was unusual because usually we have to go there and meet them in the middle. And they said they wanted to come here. Oh, for Washita? Yes. So I didn't want to pass that up because I wanted to give the guys another home match. Um, and then we had already scheduled the jewelry because we do that every year. And I figured we've got enough guys. We got 12 guys on the team, so we should be able to figure out six people to play okay. well, all three games. We'll t- see. T- Going to have to grind it out and be <laughs> yeah. tough this weekend. Once again, the men are in action next in MIAA GAC play coming up on Friday morning, Washita Baptist, and then both the men and women in action, non-conference duels coming up against Maryville and Drury. Shella Augsburger, the director of Newman Tennis, it is always a delight to have you on. Thank you so much. Thanks, Blake. Luca Pentiato, sophomore off the men's team, will join us next on the JetCast. Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager from Mel Hamilton Ford. As we look back over 2021, I'll admit there were some challenges, but overall, it was a great year. It was a year full of great events, new beginnings with our warehouse, and another year of taking care of customers and giving back to this great community. Whether you visited Mel Hamilton Ford to purchase a vehicle or visit our Facebook to enter a contest, we appreciate your time and your business. Thank you to every customer from racing to quick lane. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984, experience the difference. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. 
Returning on the JetCast here with more tennis coverage. The men once again are in action coming up this weekend. They will be opening up their conference play in the MIAA and GAC. Washita Baptist, a Friday morning that's actually been moved up an hour, 9.30 a.m. for the first serve from that one, which is being hosted here in Wichita. Luca Penteado from Sao Paulo, Brazil joins me. He is a sophomore on this Newman Jets tennis team, and he'll be getting ready for that early morning wake-up on Friday. Luca, thank you so much for being on thank the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show here. Uh, early season for you, obviously, uh, the spring already in the books. How do you feel like you handled the spring season as a Jet? Uh, you mean the fall season? Yes, the fall season. I, uh, I did that before we came on. I flip-flopped those. Yes, the fall season as a Jet. How did you handle that? Uh, the fall season was very good. I worked a, a lot during the summer, so it was a good transition from summer to fall. And we have some pretty good tournaments. I started winning a, a tournament. The first one we played, I won that one. Then I, I was able to keep up to the end of the fall season. We had a good match against Tabor. And it was a pretty good like transition to the spring now when we played our season. What were your expectations coming into the year? I mean, we have a pretty strong lineup. I mean, we don't have, like, a really strong player, but our entire lineup is pretty solid. So I have good expectations from this year. We already beat uh, Augustana. That's a conference match. We clutched that one. It was pretty good. And I think they, the team has a good energy. I think we're going to do pretty good. What do you feel like is the strength of your own individual game? I think uh, I'm not definitely not the strongest, not the fastest, but uh, I'm almost always there doing the stuff in that's the most important sure the the are you predominantly playing singles and doubles i know last year you did kind of a blend of both what are you predominantly playing this year and what do you think you're going to continue to play here as we move forward in the spring i think i'm playing both of them like pretty much i hope to play both of them all all the games Okay, so, uh, I mean, you just heard from Coach Oxberger, so, and she is still in the room to watch this interview, so it'll be up to her as to whether or not that <laughs> yeah. happens. What's it like being coached by uh, the Newman Director of Tennis, Director Oxberger? I mean, it's pretty good. There's uh, some pretty good advice inside the court, but also outside the court, and that's what helps me a lot to manage. What, what do you think is the best piece of advice, as long as it's not too personal, you don't have to share any personal details, but what's the best piece of advice you've gotten for something off the court? From off, coach. off the court, like sometimes, like in the beginning, I couldn't really manage uh, my classes with, but now I think it's pretty good. Well, relationship. Was, I mean, I, a lot of people, I think, when they go to college, you know, especially student athletes, because there's so much demand on your time. You've got practice, you've got workouts, you've got your matches, and you also, you know, you want to have a life and actually enjoy mm -hmm. your time being a college student. And you've got those things that we call classes and grades yeah. that you have to worry about. Uh, what do you, What do you think was the was the thing that you struggle the most with? Just with time management and how is that going now here in the middle of your sophomore year how have you adjusted i think like you always have to try to find balance and like when i studied too much but i didn't practice that much was bad at tennis good at school when sometimes i practice too much and didn't study that much you know so if you find a midterm would be perfect what, what, when you are working on your game, what do you think, not that you, know, you necessarily want to admit that you have any holes in your game, but if there is something that you feel like you could get better at, whether it's the serve, the backhand, volleying at the net, what do you think is the area of your particular game that you've been working on and you want to continue to work on during your sophomore year? Uh, I think I've had pretty strong serve, pretty strong first ball, very solid backhand, but I'm still missing those in 
in court forehands when I have to attack and finish the point. That's what I have to work on the most. Those are those are big ones that that can you know if you can hit that deep shot into yeah. the corner. Those are pretty effective shots that, as far as I've seen. I do like to watch tennis. Is there a tennis player that uh, speaks to you that you try to pattern your game off of? I mean, I really like Nadal, but I don't have. He's pretty day. good. Yeah, he's. I mean, and he's you're okay. also you're also a righty, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah you're right. a righty. I mean, obviously, I, I've never understood, but you know, because I've I've watched tennis. I watch major tennis. I can't say I'm a real tennis fan. If you only show up to watch the majors, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes you a real tennis fan or not. But the you know they always talk about the big differences that there is playing a left hander. Of course, he's he would be a great as a right hander. He puts so much spin on the ball. But when you're playing a lefty versus a righty, how much difference is there? For you, as you're as you're facing off against them, I mean, I think the biggest difference the the fact they put in the ball. So like when they're serving, when they slice comes to my backhand, like what is supposedly to be better for him. But I like when they come in my backhand. Sure. But like this weekend, I played a lefty Augustana, and he was hitting flat serves in my forehand. I'm not used <laughs> to that, and that that was a big advantage. Sure, if absolutely. Well, coming up here, you guys have actually got. Uh, I think three matches in three days, which for you guys, that's, I mean, I think that's kind of unheard of. I didn't go back and look at the schedule, Coach, but you guys don't have, you know, in in tournament tennis, that's pretty very, very common. You know, you'll have a match on day one, maybe a day off, and you'll play the next day, maybe you'll play the day after that as you're working through most of the big tournaments or, you know, two-week tournaments. But college tennis is not really set up that way. So for you guys, this is pretty unusual. How are you getting prepared for the days, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday that you're looking at and you're going to be playing each day? Yeah, it's going to be really tough physically. Uh, We're doing a lot of conditioning on the court and outside the court too. Weights, lifting, pretty strong. Uh, I think the fall really helped us to prepare for that too. Uh, for example, fall tournaments, sometimes we had three, like even four games in one day. So that's pretty preparing for the spring. So, What do you guys, do you guys play best of three? Yeah, best of three. Best of three sets? Yeah, conference, we play third set, and no conference, we play a uh, super tiebreaker. A super tiebreaker, yeah. okay. So that it's a little bit different. You play like a – how do you guys work your super tiebreakers? Up to 10 points. That's right. Yeah. They, which I think that they have actually done at some tournaments now yeah. at the at the pro some level, you know, because they, you know, we we can't play extra now. You know, Wimbledon's gone to seventy games a couple of times, so yeah. we got we got to get rid of that. Do you know anything about your opponents, Washtub Baptist? Obviously, that's the match that you have to have circled. Not only because it's first, it's the next one, but also that's the conference match. Not that you're not going to be trying to beat Maryville and trying to beat those Panthers of Drury as well on, on Saturday and Sunday, but Washtub Baptist has got to draw the, the bulk of your attention. Do you know anything about your opponent in that match? Yeah, we played them last year. We had a pretty strong lineup too, but we didn't couldn't do much. Okay. Uh, we actually played a lot of them on the fall too, Okay. so we know what we're dealing with. Uh, Drury, I mean, they are very good. They're gonna we're gonna try the best. I think we have a chance to beat them. Okay. And I don't really know about Maryville. I mean, I haven't played them yet. Drury out of the Great Lakes Valley. Yeah. They're based in uh, the southwestern Missouri. They're a very competent athletic program. They're having a lot of success on the basketball court as well this year. So they're a very well-rounded athletic program. So final question for you here, as we're coming up on you know a few two three months left in the season. What are your goals for this team? What are your goals for yourself to to wrap up the year? I mean. I think we have a pretty strong chance of getting positive in this year. And what I want for the team is to get more recognized from Newman, Nigerian. 
I think like a lot of people don't know that we have an actual really strong tennis team. And I think we can show that this year. Well, if you would like to come out and watch the guys, 9.30 a.m. on Friday. They are at Newman Jets T-E-N on Twitter. If you'd like to follow along on the social media accounts, of course, Zach will have them all covered on the website as well, newmanjets.com. Men and women are at Maryville and Drury. It's a 6 p.m. start. Both the matches will be at Drury on Saturday and Sunday, but it's a 6 p.m. start on Saturday for the men and women and an 11 a.m. start on Sunday morning for the uh, Newman Jets tennis team as they look to uh, get another conference win, at least the men do here in the MIAA Great American Conference play. Luca Pintiato, the sophomore out of Brazil, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're going to wrap up the show talking basketball. I guess, I sh- you know, before before I let you go, because I do want to get to Coach uh, Fulifak, Mendel Fulifak, she told me, earlier this year that you guys and men's basketball are like best friends. How did that, you know, like just as a team, and I see you guys, you guys came in, you guys got in uh, on Monday late after, you know, you got, I think it was middle of the first half coming in after practice, you know, you didn't want to miss the game. How did that friendship, I don't know if I would necessarily think of like, oh, men's tennis, men's basketball, they're going to be the guys that hang out together. How did that bond come about? Uh, I, I think it's pretty fair to say that it's about Kev. I mean, <laughs> we meet sure. each other, Kev, every day. We sit together. I think that's pretty much the base. Okay. Well, so uh, hopefully some of those men's basketball players are uh, not going to be able to be there this weekend. They're, they've got a road trip of their own that we'll be talking to Coach Folipak about. But uh, obviously, hopefully, they'll be out to some of your matches as well. So thanks again, Luca. Thank you for having me. As we mentioned, Coach Folipak of men's basketball is coming up next as we wrap up the JetCast after this. Let's face it. It's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Where can you land the best jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics and NewJetsGear.com. Store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. The latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. And NewJetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone. And NewJetsGear.com or click the Shop Now button at NewmanJets.com. Wrapping up the JetCast, the men's basketball team getting set to make a road trip, maybe through some weather. We'll see how that turns out for us tomorrow as the Jets travel to Northeastern State. They're making the Northeast Oklahoma swing, and then they're going to head up for a makeup game, part of eight games in 18 days as they travel up to Lincoln. So it's Northeastern State on Thursday, 5.30 doubleheader. And then we've got a 1.30 doubleheader for you on Saturday against Rogers State. Both of those games can be heard on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. Download the app for free on your mobile device. Google Play or the App Store, Newman Athletics app, or watch the MIAA Network.com. No audio network coverage for the game on Monday, but you can still watch that at the MIAA Network.com. We are joined by a first-year graduate assistant coach for the men's basketball team, Mendel Folafak. Coach Folk, so great to have you on. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me. And he is 
literally squeezing us in. This is the day that they're getting everything set because they're leaving tomorrow. We're posting this at 6 o'clock tonight, Coach. So oh, it's a, man. Just wow. hours before. So um, I know that Coach Kyle has been a little sick. Yeah. Coach Allen has had a, a family deal he had to run to. Yes, so uh, how does it feel to kind of be the man in charge of the program right now? Man, I, I appreciate those guys. First off, man, honor to them, man. Um, you know, showing me the ropes and, you know, giving me the tutorials to kind of like segment my way through all of this. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. And it's like you said, it's a responsibility that I take on full. And uh, I just do my best that I'm capable of. You know, one thing that Coach Allen says is you, you can only control what you can control. <laughs> that's so right. That's, that's what I do. Well, Missouri Western, let's let's first start with that. Uh, a a six-point defeat for you guys. Yeah. And you guys played just really, really well in that first half. But they were able to turn the tables on you in the second half. Yeah. In your mind, watching from the bench, what was the difference in the second half of that ball game against the Griffins? Man, you got to give, you know, kudos to their staff and the coaching. Um, they did a pretty good job of just playing harder. And um, rebounding, man, I feel like, you know, rebounding really hurt us on the glass. Uh, second chance points, uh, man, they, they just really played tough for those offensive rebounds. And uh, that's, that's thing that really hurt us in the second half, really. You mentioned that you, you can only control what you can control. Yes, Obviously, you guys came into this season hoping, planning, working for more success than you have. You can't control what's happened in the past. You can only control the future. Exactly. And one thing that you can control is your attitude. As a leader, one of the leaders on this team, how do you help the guys keep their heads up? Because obviously, you know, they didn't come out to have a season like yeah. this. They wanted to have success. They worked in the offseason for success. How do you keep their spirits up and keep them believing in what you guys are telling them that things will turn around? Obviously, you know, you're looking to have a strong end of the season, but yeah. obviously you want to get things going in the right direction next year too. Yeah, of course, of course, man. One thing I'm always telling the guys is, man, positive energy. You know, um, you know, continually, you know, just staying positive through the ups and downs and, you know, doing other segments off the court, you know, hanging out with them as a grad assistant. You know, I'm always in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. I'm walking around the hallways. I'm going to their dorms. Sure. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just to be like, hey, what's up, man? Let's talk. You know, like, how are you doing, man? How's your family, man? You know, uh, what other stuff or other hobbies do you have outside of this that we can kind of like, you know, niche in together and kind of like go from there and see, uh, you know, just find different ways, man, to, to change the atmosphere rather than on the court, but off the court as well. What do you feel like your other roles on the team are as a first-year graduate assistant? What are you being asked to do, and what do you feel like your role on this team is? Man, my role on this team is, is everything. <laughs> he does a lot. It's everything, man. It's everything, and um, I, I believe that God's, you know, built me for this. Um, and um, really just holding on the responsibilities of, you know, hiring managers, guiding them. You know, I was a video manager at UTA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know the ups and downs of that. And um, just kind of like just doing everything on the court practice fields, you know, booking hotels, transportations, um, you know, even on the court, you know, fouls, timeouts, uh, play calling, uh, defense, boxing out, all kind of stuff, man. Uh, going through the practice drills and, and the, you know, dealing with the different emotions of classes and checking in on them, making sure that the grades are on point, making sure they're going to study hall, everything sure. like that. Yeah. Well, he's also doing stuff like uh, ordering the food for the players yes, after sir. the game. Yes, sir. And man. the other thing that he also does, occasionally he's called in to be a driver of one of the vans. Yes. Are you the best driver of a van that the Jets men's team has had this year? 
man, you know, I, you know, in the beginning of the season, I, I feel like the players were a little nervous because they didn't know me. <laughs> so, like, and then and until the middle of the end of the season, man, everybody's driving with me now. Sure. Like, man, so I kind of like, I think they like You've me. Turned, yeah. turned around? <laughs> I turned it around, man. I've, yeah. I've ridden shotgun with him a couple of times, yeah. and he's not messing around out there. I'll nope, tell you not that. At all. <laughs> uh, so, you, what got you into coaching? Why did you want to? Obviously, you were a student assistant yes, at sir. Texas. Uh, at Texas Arlington. So you didn't play, but you were one of the guys breaking, cutting up the film for the guys. What made you, obviously you love basketball. What made you want to get into coaching? Man, really, um, I have to say I love basketball, man. (laughs) I love basketball. And really, man, I just believe it's it's, it's God's plan in my life, man. And um, I believe it's taking me to where God wants me to go. And uh, really, it's really helped define my character. Um, It's challenged me in different ways of life on and off the court. Um, it's really been a true blessing in that. So, you know, I played basketball in high school. Sure. Um, I remember I had a broken nose going into my senior year, and that kind of segmented me segmented me away from uh, kind of going from there. And then I tried to go the whole JUCO route. But unfortunately, my grades weren't the best back sure. then. Sure. <laughs> my grades weren't the best. I'm going to be totally honest. My grades weren't the best back then. But, uh, man, I've always just had a love of it, man. I always love, you know, watching coaches like Coach K, Coach Bob Knight. Sure. Uh, some of the greats, man, out there. And, uh, man. Hey, but you're, you're naming off some of the classics right there. Yeah, yeah, man. I Even love though you're, it. I mean, you're, you're a younger guy. Yeah. How, how, how did you come about? I mean, I don't think, God, did, was Bob Knight coaching in any part of your life? Oh, uh, yeah. I believe like in the early, I, I used to be a huge, huge Texas Tech fan. Yeah. I okay. really love Texas Tech, man. I love watching the way he coached those guys. Like he really got the most out of them. And um, every coach is different. I, I believe I've been blessed enough uh, being with UTA. I got to travel to um out to, to North Carolina, I got to see Duke yeah. University. Um, and that was an honor, man. You know, some of the colleges that we were able to travel to, kudos to Coach Ogden and, and the staff there that um, granted us that uh, permission like to be out there like that to see those schools, man. Well, well how, how did you actually – I mean, when you're going to school, I think if you asked people – at, you know, especially Division One University like Texas Arlington, like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, cut up film for the basketball team. How did you actually get that job? Man, craziest day of my life, man. Um, I had just finished my um, – part of my under – half my undergrad over there at TCC, and I was getting ready to finish the other uh, part of my undergrad and going to UTA. And I remember going up there, and I was like, man, I know I'm supposed to be around sports. I just kind of had the niche of it, knowing sure. deep down I'm supposed to be in sports. And I went up there one day, and I saw who is one of my best and close friends now at UTA, uh, Matt McGann. Um, we call him Coach McGann, man. He's, he's the video coordinator at UTA. Uh-huh. Shout out to McGann. Hopefully he sees this. Heck but yeah. um, I remember I ran into him one day, and I was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to get somewhere on the court and do anything possible. I don't care if it's to wipe the floors or whatever it is, man. I'm just trying to be around basketball man and um man he just took me under his arms man and and brought me in and introduced me to park edson who is also the dobo over there the director of basketball operations and man man they blessed me man to be in the position uh over there and it kind of guided me all the way out through here. i think it's a good thing for people to know because i think a lot of people you know when they hear oh well this guy or this girl you know failed out, didn't have the grades, yeah. you know, it's just over. And, you know, sometimes you have to work your way back, and it's not always easy. You know, we didn't talk about it. This the guy who does the laundry a lot of yeah, days, yeah. this me. guy right yes, here. Sir. Yep, that's me. 
But, <laughs> you know, just because you have a setback, does, it doesn't mean that it's over. Oh, I no. mean, you know, grades weren't where they needed to be. Obviously, you, you failed in that regard, but you learned from it. You grew from it, and now you're here. Yes, sir. Man, I, I got to give also kudos to Donald Driver, man. Uh, he was a wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He uh, owns Driven Elite out in Texas um, around the Grand Prairie uh, area. Oh, I'm sorry, the Garland area. And, uh, man, one of my friends was going to go try out for the NFL, and he got introduced to him for workouts. Wow. And I had a video of me. I don't have it no more, <laughs> but uh, a video of me dunking. And he was just like, oh, my gosh, you can get up like that. And he kind of saw some other videos. And he really ignited um, – he really, like, pushed the ignite wow. passion of me going back to basketball. He asked me to coach for his AAU team. Wow. And uh, I ended up head coaching it. And, man, just to be around five through eight-year-olds, girls and boys, and – kind of uh, showing them the love and compassion that they need, not just in basketball, but in life, man. Because some of these kids may not have father figures and mother figures in their lives. Sure. But to just be there for it, to show the support, uh, man, it really gave me a new love uh, for basketball. Where do you see yourself in this profession, let's say, five years from now? Man, uh, wow, that's a great question. Well, uh, my true love is really being behind the scenes. You know, I'm a big time on operations and management in basketball. So you're not necessarily in this to try to be a head coach. No, 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 no. I'm a big picture man, a big picture guy. I, I, I love to help an organization uh, behind the scenes and help push it um, and make the players feel at home, man. Um, you know, seeing different players like we have here come from different places, you want to make sure that they feel accumulated and um, they feel welcome, man. And, you know, being behind the scenes, you know, like you said, doing the laundry every day. Um, and, and getting themselves prepared, ready, good food to eat, stuff like that. Sure. Just really being behind the scenes and help managing it all. So, a director, you want to be a director of basketball yes, operations? Sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So, if you're looking for one here, <laughs> you've got one, you got one more year with us? Yes, sir, I do. One more year with us, and then, hey, we're, he's going to be ready to go. Yes, sir. Uh, last question for yes, you. Uh, Northeastern State, obviously. Yes, sir. That's your guys' only MIAA win so far. What's it going to take to get a sweep over them this year? Man, pretty much do what we did last time, defend, man. Pretty defense, uh, defense shot selections. And just playing harder, man. At the end of the day, play hard and, and knowing the importance of having fun. Um, I, I feel like, you know, uh, we kind of got lost in that in the beginning, but sure. now we're finding that so much more now. And um, let's just continue to the end. NSU Event Center is the home of the Riverhawks of Northeastern State. That'll be the site for our next coverage on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Once again, Roger State comes up on Saturday. The men only make that road trip up to Lincoln to Jason Jim to play the Blue Tigers on Monday. But next game will actually be tomorrow, Thursday this week, 5.30 doubleheader, men and women in action. Once again, NewmanJets.com slash listen on the Newman Jets Audio Network or download the app for free today on Google Play or the App Store or watch the MIAA Network.com slash Newman. Coach Folk, great to have you on the I show. Thank it. you so Thank much. Thank you so much, man. That is it for our show this week. We'll be back, hopefully going to get some triathlon on for you next week. So until then, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.